Today on ABC Devo, are you experienced? Welcome to ABC Devo, the podcast where we examine every song by Devo alphabetically from the fourth dimension to Wiggly World. I'm Tom Taylor. I'm John Ingle. I'm Pete the Retailer. I came in early, but I'm still Joe Maisel. <laughs> <laughs> and today we are talking about Are You Experienced from the 1984 album Shout, Jimi Hendrix's best album. <laughs> <laughs> Still coming around in 1984. Who knew? I I don't. This could be my experience, but we'll take a poll. Um, really? So, are you experienced? Yeah, this could be my. Here's my experience with "Are You Experienced." Um, did not somehow manage to not hear the Jimi Hendrix version until well after my shout phase. So, this is the kind of prime version for me. Wow. That might be true for me, too, actually. You know, like many concerts that we both went to uh, in the early 90s, Pete, and yet never knew each other, I also was unfamiliar with the work (laughs) of Mr. Hendricks uh, outside of Wild Thing. And quite frankly, I preferred the Trogs version. Wow, this is I'm I'm all alone here. I had a huge '90s Hendrix phase. Like, when, you remember you remember the '90s nostalgia for the '60s? Very much. I was really into that. So, um, I was a huge Hendrix fan in like '96, '97, and you know, I mean, I thought this stuff was pretty. I don't know. I thought Are You Experienced was kind of like classic rock radio play, but maybe I'm wrong. I, oh, I, you, I, it totally I think was. You're, right. you're yeah. not wrong. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's not that kind of like first tier. You know, they'll play your your foxy ladies and your uh, purple, purple hazes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, out the wazoo, and then they'll wait for like a you know like a two for Tuesday or like a deep cut you know block or something like that. Not deep cut, but they'll. I think it's on that next level down where it's like they don't play it all the time, but you'll you'll catch it maybe once a day. Mm-hmm. Well, I think with me, and forgive me if uh, it, forgive me if I get a little salty here. But personally, ready. Yeah. <laughs> personally, it takes a lot for me to enjoy a song about f***ing. And to me, and it's why, like, you know, it was, it was why as a teenager, I never got into Hendrix. Excuse me. It's never got, I never got into Zeppelin. And I never got into Hendrix. There just seemed to be, like, too much, like, swagger and coxmanship to it. Hmm. Like, I liked a little. And it's weird because. I, I mean, I very much love the Rolling Stones, but I think the Rolling Stones have a little bit more, I don't want to say intelligence, but a little bit more, like, nerdity to them. Like, like I don't know, like, there's, like, a little bit of goofiness to the Rolling Stones, like Mother's Little Helper and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, but there's a bit more, like, you know, I, I don't know, there's something about Hendrix that's just, like, it's sex with a guitar. And I'm like, ah, I'd rather listen to nerds. <laughs> and, and yet, having said that, I can listen to Muddy Waters, and I can listen to a lot of like old chess blues guys, um, and I can listen to a lot of Rolling Stones, which it definitely has that. I, I don't know what it is. It's sort of like that, you know, the, the kind of like hippie sex artist just doesn't move me, man. Now, are, are you specifically saying that this song is about sex? I'm madly reading the lyrics as you're talking because I'm like, wait a minute, I missed that completely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sex, sex, what, what, what? I'm saying that every is. Hendrix song is about sex somehow. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this song is very overtly about acid. <laughs> I would say it is one in the same. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. <laughs> 
yeah, I mean, I think that's, you know, that's why Devo picked this, too, because they also mm-hmm. at least uh, had a had a period of that, if not uh, if not having it as kind of one of their underlying things for a while. Um, you know, they they liked the uh, the mind expansion. Mm-hmm. Well, they were deep. They were deeply entrenched, entrenched in the hippie culture there at um, at Kent State in the late '60s as well. So this was all, you know, the Hendrix thing. That was all uh, contemporary to them. Yeah, you know, they were there for that. And it was a shock when I learned this about them. I never would have imagined that they yeah. were long-haired, you know, protest and marching hippies. That they were totally were, um, you know. Fortunately, unfortunately, of course, they were at Kent State and they got shocked right out of it by like the worst event of that era, mm-hmm. uh, arguably uh, for, for at least that group of people. So they're they're pulling from it. I think satisfaction, like not to get way ahead on covers, but this cover of satisfaction and then the, this cover, maybe to a lesser degree, is some sort of like statement about where they were back then. I, I and I'm not going to try to say anything too specific about that. With satisfaction, but I think that there's a little bit of that where they're kind of hearkening back a little bit and then trying to reimagine it mm. from what they experienced then. Whether they do it successfully in this song or not is is really in question. But um, I don't know. Yeah, it, to me, it's a, it's an interesting correlation between Devo and hippies because to me, yeah. that, I never would have put that together without just reading up about them. Like I don't think they, you know, I, I don't remember them talking about it, but now they do and. I don't know. It's an interesting, uh, again, career arc, the beginning of their career arc, I guess. They're that incredibly rare beast known as the robot hippie. Right. <laughs> right. Who built that? <laughs> it's like him. It's like Devo and Magic Alex. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I'm, I'm just realizing I think I may have discovered the Jimi Hendrix version because I saw the Devo video for this on MTV when it was first on. And I thought it was cool, and I wanted to see it again. And then the, and it seemed like the next day, MTV would only show the Jimi Hendrix version. It was like a like a stop motion animation, weird live video or something for <laughs> for the Jimi Hendrix version. And I would I like multiple times a day, I'd be like, "Oh, is that? Di-? Oh no, it's not. It's the Jimi Hendrix version. Never mind." <laughs> and I, I was like, "I really want know. to see a claymation Jimi Hendrix version for some reason." Ooh. When you said that, and I was like, "I would watch that." No wonder they're playing that all the time, but it's not. <laughs> they didn't. So are you guys no. uh, Jimi Hendrix fans now? I appreciate uh, him. I don't know that a ton of his stuff. You know, I know I know all the hits. I know all the radio stuff, and I enjoy it. But uh, yeah, I'm not a. Yeah, I mean, I I did a a, a big kind of uh, related to that same kind of '90s '60s throwback thing. Like I, I feel like I I just kind of accepted a lot of '60s stuff because <laughs> you know classic rock stuff because I had to. <laughs> and then I did a total purge. I was like, all right, no classic rock. I was like, all right, well, the Beatles, obviously, I know I like that. That's not, that doesn't count. And then I slowly let stuff back in. And Hendrix was pretty quick to come back in because I was like, all right, I get what it's about. It's not, he's not trying to necessarily do anything other than just make these cool guitar rock, you know, uh, songs. And, he, and he's mm-hmm. and he's really good at it. I mean, I can kind of like the Monterey stuff, but that's, <laughs> I it guess... just, I, I don't know, it doesn't work for me. I guess the thing about Hendrix, like I was a big fan in the 90s. I wouldn't call myself a big fan now. I can't remember the last time I intentionally listened to Jimi Hendrix. But there's something about what he what he was then, if you know about you know where he came from and how he kind of came on the scene, that's so fascinating that he, it, it seems so 
honest and like a like real. It's like he didn't really intend to be Jimi Hendrix as we understand. He was a guy who played guitar. He was in the military. He played guitar. Uh, when he got out of the military, he played for J- uh, James Brown. He got fired for not being rigid enough to play in James <laughs> Brown's band. Right. And he just kind of roamed around and suddenly, like, it's almost as if, you know, like the myth kind of is that he just kind of woke up on the street and started playing in, in clubs and then made his way to London. And and once everybody, once guys like Eric Clapton heard him over there, he was just an immediate star. And so there's something very authentic about it. Like, it's almost, he just kind of accidentally became this guitar god just out of sheer talent and so i appreciate his story and i appreciate the 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 quick burn of his career kind of because it's there's something always fascinating about that when a somebody flashes and burns away i I think that makes his story very interesting when Mm -hmm. i listen to his music now though i just think it's been too it's, it's just been buried in the in pop culture too much or something it's just too i don't know spoofed and Kind of just in commercials and whatever else, and and, it, and you know that's could be said about tons of stuff. It just kind of ruined it for mm-hmm. me. Now it doesn't feel fresh anymore. There's some of the the lesser known tracks that I'll hear and I'll go, yeah, yeah, yeah. At least I didn't hear that on a car commercial at some point. But <laughs> you know, now to me, Hendrix is what he is. I'd rather read a book about him maybe than listen to his music. That's a long explanation for how I feel about <laughs> Jimi Hendrix now. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's also, like, I could get into a lot of, like, areas here, but, I mean, I think really, to keep it simple, like, I agree with you that, like, yeah, the guy who played backup guitar for Glenn Campbell Mm -hmm. is kind of awesome, and I love, like, you know, documentaries like The Wrecking Crew and Standing in the Shadows of Motown and stuff like that. Like, I love session musicians, Um, and I don't know, you know, it very well could easily be I don't like Jimi Hendrix fans. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> you know, like, or you know, specifically, I don't like '90s hippies, and have like put that on him. Um, I'm not going to turn around on the Doors, though; they're still terrible. Oh, I was, uh, yeah, I was just going to say, you really should be blaming the Doors for what you're saying right now, not Jimmy and Tracks. That's the Everything real blame falls on Oliver Stone and his <laughs> yet uh, again showing the showing the teenagers of the early '90s that the band the Doors existed because I didn't have any idea until I saw that movie. Um, yeah, I mean, it's overall. Uh, it's weird because this isn't one of the. I I I, I don't want to associate this, you know, and I can totally see kind of reading this, reading the lyrics and having this song like, "Hey man, there's this whole song about acid and like, you know, this kind of faux hippie annoying thing." But um, I I think on, you know, in Hendrix's part, it's this is an honest, you know expression on his part and i think on devo's part it's an honest expression of both their appreciation of that music and their appreciation of the mind expansion you know acid thing Mm -hmm. and in their hands it's sort of uh like devo itself sort of takes the place of the acid it's like if you can get your mind together (laughs) and and be like devo and be like us yeah uh etc etc which is kind of cool and they're also kind of flipping the meaning i mean uh, to me i i was getting more the idea that they were kind of equating this more you know later at a later date where like mind expansion or expansion of consciousness in the 60s required acid uh in devo speak 
or in Devo philosophy, it's now naturally occurring in the in the de-evolution, mm-hmm. right? So uh, that's that's why the added lyrics about mutation and mutants. Right. And to me, I I actually now that you guys are talking about it, I was like, well, I know that Hendrix wrote a song about acid, but I took it that Devo took that meaning out of the song and, and mm. brought their own philosophy into it. But I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm just that didn't occur to me at all. I, I did, well, with the changed lyrics and everything. I just thought they were saying, yeah, well, let's expand our minds or or shrink our minds perhaps in there you know let's 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 let evolution take its course and you know come along with me and we'll and we'll do that together i don't know the the thing that i throw in there for the for evidence as to why i why they were part of it why they were into the drug part too is that uh which video is it in where they get the they get like a a secret message from dr birth food which is timothy leary gosh yeah um, I oh forgot my what, gosh. which which video. I highly recommend everybody here reads the thirty three and a th- the thirty three and a third uh, book on freedom of choice, which will answer a lot of questions about drug use. Well, I right. got it. I have it right here. So hold on a second, guys. <laughs> yeah, read the whole thing. We got time. Just fl- just that video is one of the Oh No, It's Devo songs, I think, but I can't yeah. think of which one it is. But it's it was in like that. It's not time out for fun. Under We're not that. talking about the uh, the interstitial video with Timothy Leary, are we? Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. What was that? What was that on? What was that a part of? I think it was interstitial. I think it was something they played at live shows. Um, I think that the way I remember it on uh, the "We're All Devo" uh, video compilation mm-hmm. is that oh, it right. came before "Through Being Cool," but don't hold me to that. Okay. That sounds like it could be true. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's from a. Wasn't like that he calls in like I, I picture, <laughs> I picture Rod Ruder. I think right, like taking the call. And being, I, I think, think it is. Yeah, I think he's talking to Timothy Leary. Food, and he's so like what? <laughs> and we should also point out that Timothy Leary's son Zachary Chase is on the cover of Shout. Yes. Oh really? Yes. <laughs> yes. So there you go. So it's, it's definitely. It's it's not not all the drug stuff has been removed at all. <laughs> Good point. I didn't know any of that stuff. Like when, whenever that video compilation came out, I was uh, being forced to carry a replica of the True Cross across <laughs> uh, around a cornfield multiple times. So and aren't all the in that video? Aren't all the guys on crosses? Oh yeah, that's true. And they, they, they bust the crosses and yeah, then it goes into little, something cool. I guess my dad was playing a cruel trick on me. He, did, he I don't know. Have, he somehow knew that there was some coincide. Something I was missing out on would ironically be tied into what he was forcing me. No, guys, guys that, that part that part's not true. Okay, <laughs> you were not carrying the true a replica of the true crosser in the cornfield. I I I, that, I'm, I finally exaggerated a little bit for All your right. sake, Joe. But Aww. you'll ne- you'll never quite know what story is real or fake because some Cause of them I, I was picturing fake. Children of the Corn, but good. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't quite that bad. Well, you, you didn't mention the weight, but you know, you really let me down. Just, just keep it real. And <laughs> okay, I, okay. I'll, I'll be happy. From now on, I'll keep it real. Sorry. Joe goes a hundo. That's that's how it works. <laughs> um. Well, this I I don't I don't remember if I did this before or after we talked about it last time. Did I do uh, my other songs? My my. Uh... <laughs> Obviously, the the covers other versions of the thing. This is a cover of uh, Hendrix, but uh, I did the Spotify radio thing okay. uh-huh. mm-hmm. um, for this, which it, it another weird result. Uh, if you hadn't heard the other one, I I you know put this song into Spotify. Said, hey, build a radio station off of this. What's the first song that came up? 
and I can almost see a connection here. Uh, the song that came up was El Dopa by Big Black. I don't know if you guys are familiar <laughs> with Big Black. Yeah. But, uh, yes. Kind of. Wait, am I? Am I <laughs> Should I be familiar with Big what? Black? Wait, Big Black, Black Francis, right? No, or no. Um, completely. That's Frank Black. Frank Black. Um, Big Black a... um, is the... Um, Christopher Boykin? No, no, no. Um, um, what's his name? Steve Albini. Um, okay. It's his, uh, it's his one of his projects, one of his bands uh, that are just like... Uh, it's a weird... They're interesting. I'll, I'll tell you that much. Uh, they're they're sometimes hard to listen to, but they're they're um, Big Black specifically is like a, it's his first kind of like punk band with a drum machine. Oh, weird thing. So like you know he later went on to be a big producer and all this, but this was like you know kind of almost contemporary with Devo. So this is like you know early eighties. Um. So I see that connection and, you know, L-Dopa being a chemical in the brain. I see this connection, too. You know, I, uh, I, I maybe I understand, I understand where Spotify is going, but I was, once again, uh, not shocked, but I was surprised. And, I do, you know, I think a lot of these songs are going to be like, hmm. So that's the proper <laughs> response to my, my Spotify radio bit. It's going to be like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but uh, other than that, all right. So now, now that we know, now that you go everybody go listen to Big Black, come back. What do we think? Uh, what do we think about the song outside of its? Uh, I mean, it's hard to hard to separate it from the connotations. Joe, you seem to have a. It, it's getting lumped in with a lot of kind of hippie flashback stuff. <laughs> well, and specifically 90s, like snotty 90s hippies, snotty right. 90s hippies who would ultimately be trust fund babies. Um, I'm assuming they didn't get the trust funds until after they were 18. Yeah, I, I mean, it's... It, it, is it the most inspired Devo song you'll ever hear? Absolutely not. Is it all right? Yeah, I guess so. Video is a lot of fun. Right. Video is great. The intro to the video is really great. Uh, <laughs> yeah. To me, the, the whole business with those kids is... Uh, what, yeah. what is, he says... Looks like a UFO. Goodbye. Yeah, yeah. Just, it's, <laughs> it's a great line reading. I, I always appreciate a good line reading yeah. like that. <laughs> now, uh, the yeah. video also features either all of them or just Mark on a uh, on a Honda scooter. And at the time, they were doing commercials for Honda scooters. Yes. I, <laughs> I was thinking that yeah. when I saw that today. Well, that, that was the era when Honda scooters. That Lou Reed did a bunch of Honda oh, yeah. scooter ads yeah. too. Yeah. And uh, they, that was Honda's thing. Is like we're going to sell scooters. We're going to get rock stars of all mm-hmm. different, like you know, different tastes to yeah. do these commercials. Yeah, I wanted one. I was thirteen. Um, yeah, I, I. It's weird. Like there's there's a lot of and then again maybe it's it's just the connotations of the nineties. Uh, I, I feel like we're just trashing nineties hippies, which is fine because <laughs> um, they, they they probably don't you know they're probably not listening. Um, hacky sacking or something yeah exactly (laughs) um but like like i i wince a little bit at the stuff you know like there's like the peace symbol in the in the beginning you know or or throughout the kind of you know the video for this too which is like yeah like it's a little weird that's picked up by hip-hop kids heavy-handed and like kind of like uh, you know like 
get that peace symbol away from me. But I, you know, I, I have no problem with the concept of peace. Obviously, I'm a big <laughs> fan of of not getting blown up and and you know not not getting killed and and Hippie. all that kind of a stuff. But. Um, <laughs> it also kind of feels to me that I don't know, like even in their prime, it would have been like, "Hey, a peace symbol. How can we sell this?" Would have been the joke. <laughs> right. not like a peace symbol. Oh, get that away from me! Like that seems on the nose and kind of like, kind of like the music that like you know, like sort of out of tumors would do. Like what are, you know, that just I would say whatever happened to peace, love, and understanding. But that's actually a good song. But uh, you, mm. you know, like. I don't know, you read Rolling Stones articles about, like, you know, whatever Bob Dylan album came out in, you know, 1991, and, or reviews, excuse me, and the review would always be like, oh, finally, something good. <laughs> and I've listened to Bob Dylan's, like, albums in the 90s, and, and Lou Reed's albums in the 90s, and, like, they ain't that great. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It- it uh, maybe it's just that it seems incongruous. Not only is it just that reaction based on you know you know the the, the '90s hippie thing and kind of blaming the the fans for the music, but uh, also it does seem kind of incongruous with like Devo. You know, it's their it's their hippie side kind of coming out that that you were talking about, John. You were talking about kind of being surprised by how um, how much they were just kind of you know of that scene. There were hippies who just got mm-hmm. kind of, you know, kind of morphed a little bit, mutated, I guess is the right <laughs> word. And then, uh, uh, so this is, this is that. It's, it's surprising to see that kind of coming out, I guess. Anyway, uh, I kind of like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, t- I, Joe, you didn't give us a letter grade, did you? Oh yeah. No. Did anybody give a letter grade yet? Not, no, not you sure. Were, we were all you were, I think we were waiting on you, and then it, we, we got into a different conversation, but that's cool. All right. Solid C. It's not the worst thing they've ever done, but it's not. it, ain't, it certainly ain't the best. All right. I, I can't argue with that. I think, me personally, I might go a little bit higher. I'm going to throw it back in. I feel like most of Shout is going to end up in this B-minus zone for me. Mm, but... Um, Again, because I did go through this shout phase, and I do, you know, this is the version of this song that I know better. So the other one, when I hear the Hendrix one, it actually sounds a little bit wrong. <laughs> but I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll go B minus again. I, 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 you know, when this song comes on, I do listen to it, and I'm, I'm like, yeah, I like this. It's got a nice little shuffle, you know, that kind of back, uh, backwards kind of like, yeah, shuffle beat that kind of you know pulls you through it. Yeah, B minus. John, oh, is is it me? Is it, I'm gonna you. give it a. I'll give it a C minus. I'm honestly not that keen on it. In general, it's fine. It's not bad. I have a really hard time. This is totally personal, not like an objective critique of it. I have a hard time divorcing it from Satisfaction and comparing mm-hmm. them both as covers that came from the similar era. And how, I mean, not to get too far ahead, but get, spoiler alert, I love Satisfaction. Yeah, I love the covers. The cover. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, and I think they were trying to do something, like I mentioned before, I think they were trying to do something there where they hearkened back to that era they came from. And here it just kind of feels like maybe they're trying to do it again, and I don't hear it. I don't hear anything innovative in the cover. Uh, I give it. I really, honestly, I would probably give it more like a D or a D plus if it wasn't for the fact I actually think the the video was pretty innovative and fun for the time. Mm-hmm. So, 
I give it a little extra push for the video, but to me, I just, I, I, I tried. I listened to the song a lot, just trying to kind of <laughs> see if it would catch me like Fourth Dimension did, and it didn't. Yeah. So, T minus. I uh, give Are You Experienced by Devo a solid A. It is one of my favorite mm-hmm. Devo songs. Wow. Hands down. Wow. Yeah. Nice. And, and, and I'm. I'm I'm, I, I guess I'm shocked that you guys aren't into it. I I, I find it, uh, without even knowing the Hendrix version originally, I just thought it sounded great and cool and kind of weird. And maybe I'm also kind of mixing it up with the video, too. When I saw the video as a kid, I was like, I don't quite know what I'm looking at. This is That guy's shoulder just got big, and then it got small again, and he's floating, and that guy's in a coffin. <laughs> Why is the corpse of Jimmy Hendrix here? <laughs> exactly but it was uh i i uh the entire experience of the song and the video i adore and i uh i think it's i i love listening to it i would actively seek it out to turn it on and listen to it more than once in a row and uh i think it's awesome i think uh i think the uh the instrumentality of it if that's a word it is uh, now. outside of uh <laughs> wait, what? it is now it is now instrumentality. uh i think it's uh I, I don't know. I think it's a well-produced, well-put-together song. I think it sounds cool. I think it does something different than the original. I think they put their uh, philosophical spin on it, both uh, slightly lyrically and musically, and uh, I think it's awesome. I love it. All right. We're totally all <laughs> over the place in that. I that, love that. That time we were finally all over the place. We've been pretty close on <laughs> everything else we so really far. We so. were ABC Devo. <laughs> we That's true. Yeah, we were. Well, almost. Well. Close enough. Yeah. The, uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's what I, we should start a be interesting just to assemble a, a collection of covers because I forgot. Uh, hmm. You know, they do they do a, a a fair amount of covers that I always forget that how how often they do. You know, like uh, sneaky. You know, I'll forget that there's so many covers in their repertoire. So, mm-hmm. like, I'm, I'm gonna start making a mental note. Like, oh yeah, that's a cover. Um, but yeah, all right. So, uh, are you experienced? The answer, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Some of us more than others. Um, <clears throat> that uh, I think that'll do it for this one. All right, works for me. Nobody. Uh, uh, we'll be back on Thursday. We're going going back to Total Devo, everybody's favorite uh, for right. baby dolls. Um, and uh, in the meantime, uh, Twitter at ABC Devo. Find us on Facebook. Uh, go to patreon.com slash ABC Devo to get the, uh, the bonus. Uh, we're calling it Weekend Mutation. Um, that's, that's where we'll cover all the extra, the B-sides, the bonus tracks, the, the demos, all that stuff. Um, and then we'll meet you back here, like we said, on Thursday for a brand new episode of ABC Devo. Hey!